Hi, everyone. Welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and I'm tired. <laughs> I've been awake since uh, 2.50 this morning. Uh, I'm recording this on December 7th. I uh, re-recorded the episode on Saturday, but I do the intro separately. Uh, I hope you're all doing well. I hope you had an amazing weekend. I hope you love The Mandalorian. We are going to be talking about it here. There will be spoilers, so please uh, keep an eye out for that. We talk about the latest poll of Lord of the Rings, or I'm sorry, uh, Elder Scrolls versus Fallout. And we go through a great discussion on that. And um, yeah, uh, lately I've been playing a lot of um, Immortals um, Phoenix Rising. No, <laughs> I forgot what it's called. Uh, the new Immortals game is from, it's a brand new IP from Ubisoft. It's basically like a open world Greek mythology game that somewhat looks like Zelda Breath of the Wild and has, um, you know, the art style of that game. I'm not saying it's the same thing, but that's the best thing I would compare it to because they are both incredible games. This Immortals game has been really fun so far, and I've been enjoying it. Played some Mario Kart this weekend. Um, what else did I play? Played some Halo. I always play Halo. You know, I'm just trying to finish my season challenges. Played some Apex, had some pretty good games on Apex. That's been fun. Me and my brother had a couple good games. So, yeah, I uh, just I hope you guys are excited to listen to this episode. Um, I'm really excited to keep pumping these out. I don't know what I'm doing on Friday yet, so keep an eye out for that. And I hope you all have a wonderful day. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Please share it around with your friends, family, loved ones, people you don't like, your coworkers, people on the street. Just yell about it. Just go, hey, listen, it just works. Just, just yell it. Just really just go for it. Um, if you want to contact us, you can email the show at itjustworkspod at gmail.com. Itjustworkspod at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram at itjustworkspodcast on Instagram. And there will be a link in the description. Please, uh, if you have any feedback, if you want to discuss something with us, be on the show, uh, suggest a topic. Uh, we are all for it, and we're happy to hear from any of the fans. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm gonna shut up now, and uh, we're going to go ahead and cue that intro. Welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And today we're going to be talking about The Mandalorian. And we're going to be talking about episodes 5 and 6, or chapter 5 and 6, or whatever they're called. And we're also going to be going over the poll, the latest poll, the latest and greatest. But before we do that, Alex, thank you for being on the show. And uh, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Just woke up. You know, looks like you've probably been up for a little bit longer than I am. I literally look disgusting. I hate that I opened my blinds. I look terrible on this video call. <laughs> um, no, I'm doing good. Uh, so what have you... Uh, I'm going to start asking anybody who comes on. Uh, what video games have you been playing this week, if any at all? Uh, just Project Gorgon. Yeah, that's basically having, it. Are you having a lot of fun on it still? Um, yeah, I uh, destroy enemies with... 
musical instruments, and my mind. Oh, that's actually pretty dope. That game, yeah. every time you talk about it, it sounds really cool. So uh, that's awesome. Anyway, um, is there a lot of people playing it? Like, do you see a lot of people in the overworld? or? Yeah, uh, I got the necromancy skill, and you have to go through a dungeon, and it's pretty, pretty tough. But there's like eight of us in that dungeon, just running down. And we uh, killed the necromancer, and then I got the skill. Nice. That's pretty cool, man. Gotta love those classic MMO moments where you can go through a dungeon with other people to succeed, especially when they're challenging, you know. Uh, a lot of dungeons can be pretty freaking tough. So that's awesome, man. Um, we're going to bring up this poll that I started yesterday because I am disappointed with some of the results so far. But on my personal Instagram, uh, I put, which one is a better franchise? Elder Scrolls is winning by, it's at 58%, Fallout's at 42%. Um, it's fine, yeah, okay, I'm happy with that. <laughs> it changed, because last night when I went to bed, I think it was like Fallout was winning, I'm like, what? Oh, so Fallout is winning on the It Just Works page. Uh, Fallout's at 55%, Elder Scrolls at 45%, with almost the same participants as my other page. I think it's gross. I don't think Fallout's like even like close on like a scale of lore, story building than uh, Elder Scrolls. But they're both good in their own ways. Um, oh yeah, like I'm not knocking Fallout, you know, but I'm just saying like I look at Oblivion, and I know, I know, Morrowind's better, but I look at Oblivion, and I seriously think Oblivion. It deserves to be in the top five for best RPGs of all time. I really do. And I think Shivering Isles, once again, is still the best paid expansion ever released for a video game. Unless, um, I don't remember, actually, back all the way to the Elder Scrolls uh, episode. Did you agree with that, or was there actually a better expansion in your mind? Just real quick, I just don't remember. No, I like the Shivering Isles the best. Yeah, I just I think there's like a hundred hours of content in that shit. I remember spending at least a hundred hours uh, playing it, and I was still finding new things to do. Um, so I guess that's why I'm so headstrong about uh, you know trapped. And um, <laughs> sorry, I just said headstrong, and I just thought of the band trapped. <laughs> headstrong to take you on. Headstrong to take you on anyone. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I think that's just why Elder Scrolls is better, but I know Fallout... I don't know. I feel bad, actually, for Fallout because I've never beat New Vegas, and I never played any of their DLCs, and I heard their DLCs are actually like really, really good compared to uh, Fallout 3. Um, Alright, so if you take out uh, older Fallout games and New Vegas with Bethesda just having 3, 4, and 76... Oof. Uh, it's not good. Now add in the rest of them. Yeah, it's great lore. I just now got your text. Oh, <laughs> it's not great lore. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, without the other games. Now wow. look at. Now look at uh, Elder Scrolls. You know they have Arena, Daggerfall, the Adventures and Travel series. Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, Scrim. Um, and okay. they have a lot of great lore, but with like 3, 4, and 76, nah. It's just 
piggybacking. So would you say off that the older games? It's almost not even a fair question to really say because the best Fallout games aren't even the ones that Bethesda did. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> even though I think Fallout seventy six is truly coming back strong, very strong, but I know I'm I'm really alone on that, so it's okay. All I'll right, have to play it again. It's just I gave away all my stuff, and I'm like, eh, I don't really want to start again. Uh, I mean, just make a melee character, dude. Melee and Fallout is probably some of the most fun I've ever had. I'm so glad I decided to change the way I play 76, because a stealthy melee character is absolutely hilarious. I'm well, just, that's what I had before. Um, I have I have a level 35 weapon. It's an Ultrasight Bone Hammer. And it does, it's a troubleshooters, so you're, uh, you do 35% more damage to robots. And since the game's full of nothing but fucking robots, at level 35, that's the best weapon you can probably get in the game as a melee weapon. I used that until I was like level 60. And then I mm-hmm. got something else called the Exterminator's Pull Hook. And I do 40% more power damage, but I also swing faster too. It's ridiculous, or power damage. Uh, I also swing faster too. It's ridiculous how much damage I could do in a small section. Oh, and then I hate the melee in that game, though. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. See, that's the first feels... Fallout I actually tried to do melee, so it feels pretty good to me. Oh, uh, I feel like they should have like Skyrim mechanics, kind of. It feels so slow and clunky for me. The Fallout Four and seventy six melee. Oh, it is. It is. That's yeah. why I like that pole hook because I swing faster. So it starts to feel like Skyrim when you're using your power attacks at a higher level. But I'm actually kind of surprised they didn't just take, like, Skyrim's melee and just kind of, you know, find a way to incorporate it into Fallout 76, which isn't, if we're being honest, not a very good combat system to begin with. No. I think the only thing that they did right in terms of combat in Skyrim was the archery. It was pretty damn good. It was a huge improvement from Oblivion, which sucked. I hated archery in Oblivion. Magic sucked. Oh, magic was... <clears throat> even compared to Oblivion, like, I, I don't remember the magic too much in Morrowind, but, like, even the magic, uh, just comparing it from Oblivion to Skyrim, I mean, they completely ruined it. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. <laughs> yeah, it is so weak if you're just playing the core game without mods. Yeah, thank God mods save magic. Mods really brought it back for sure. I think even some uh, Creation Club mods, they allowed them to like basically fix uh, some spells, and then they give you magic uh, robes, like destruction robes, like their their uh, custom robes. But yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. I know they're trying to streamline it. I, you, that's where you could probably that's probably the most streamlined thing I would say in Skyrim. <clears throat> like if you just look at the list of spells that you get for every, you know, restoration, illusion. Um, uh, destruction, all that stuff. Like, it's all basic shit that you could have come up with in five minutes for a D&D session, you know? Like, <laughs> it's not good stuff. Well, I'm gonna tell you. I mean, Elder Scrolls Six. it's just gonna be... You think it's uh, gonna be even more streamlined? Yep. You really believe that? Yes. I don't know, it's gonna be. It's gonna be whack. Stealth. Magic. <laughs> that's it I don't know man 
Todd Howard just came out a couple of days ago saying that Fallout 76 was a massive disappointment and a huge letdown. I just, mm. I really think that Fallout 76 brought Bethesda back to reality and like, hey, you know, like, let's just focus on making quality games again. Maybe. But we'll have to see that uh, before anything. We still haven't seen Starfield. We don't know what the hell's going on there. Um, Apparently it's between realms. Yeah, who knows, dude. I'm still really excited for Starfield after a couple weeks. Um, so one of the things I forgot to talk about in my last show before we move on to The Mandalorian is a couple leaks that came out. One of them was real, actually, the day I recorded. It, it was already released. Uh, that was Kratos on Fortnite. And then the other leak is Master Chief on Fortnite. Oh! I, I'm excited, dude. Oh, I, I fucking hate Fortnite, but I will play that game to play as Master Chief in third person with his Halo Infinite armor. That's the most Halo Infinite thing I'm going to get for video games. I am so excited. So, as somebody who really doesn't care, but still kind of likes Halo, like, what's your opinion on that? Like, for them, excuse me, to bring those type of uh, crossovers over, you know, to those games. That's cool. Still not going to make me play the game. Oh, of course. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I didn't even dare to ask if you want to play it when it comes out. Uh, So, is Kratos, is it a... PS exclusive and no, I could play it on my Switch. I saw it on my Xbox. I took a picture. It was, that's why I was like, freaking oh okay. Out. Well, <laughs> that's that's a step in the right direction, you know. I think so. I, IPs uh, intertwining with each other. I like that. Yeah, I like he, that a lot. Uh, he, it's his uh, uh, reboot skin. You know, his character design. He looks like he just got ripped out of the game and threw into an animated cartoon world. He comes with the the guy you take his head off, um, <clears throat> Mimir, Mimir, or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's he's your back. So they have backpacks in the game now, and like a like a decoration. Well, he's just on your back, and then you get the shield as an umbrella. You know, because they kind of they have to land on the map. They use umbrellas, yeah, and parachutes. Oh, look. the guardian shield, the shield of Athena. No, I'm forgetting the name of the shield. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And then his main axe, that's his new pickaxe. So you're technically just playing God of War, but Fortnite, with, and then you're using guns. Like, it it looks really cool. I have to hand it to them. And so that's why I wanted to bring it up, because, like you just said, IPs intertwining like that's really interesting. I think it's interesting. All the stuff they've done with Marvel, they've done two or three major events with Marvel now. They've done Thanos taking over. So someone gets the Infinity Gauntlet and they become Thanos in a battle royale match, and everyone has to take him down. They just did a whole thing with Galactus where he was beating the shit out of the whole entire planet, and they've done other Avengers stuff. But now the leak—I don't know when he's coming out. It's Master Chief with his Halo Infinite armor is coming to Fortnite with a gravity hammer as his pickaxe, uh, and the Pelican is his like a full-on fucking Pelican. Is his, you know, uh, umbrella. So right now they have the Mandalorian with the battle pass. <clears throat> uh, Din Djarin. Um, you get him at level one. <clears throat> and then they have a... I am so sorry. They have a quest that you can do where you unlock his Beskar armor. <clears throat> Jesus, I'm dying over here. And then at level eight on the battle pass, you get the Razor Crest as his... 
umbrella. So I had to take a drink of water. I'm dying. Um, I just think it's super badass what they're doing. And then I think Chief, as much as I hate to admit it, dude, like Halo's dying. It's been dying since Halo 4. Uh, you probably don't remember, Alex, but Halo 4 came out. And literally three weeks after it came out, the multiplayer was dead. Because it was such a Call of Duty-like game when Call of Duty was already coming out that year. They had failed so bad with the multiplayer, they probably didn't fix it properly for like a few months when they brought back like traditional Halo modes where it was like one kill gets you one point instead of like ten points and all the Call of Duty uh, stuff they did, they fixed it. They gave everyone set loadouts, you know, just like the traditional Halo games. And so from Halo 4 to now, like... It's starting to pick up again thanks to it releasing on Steam. You know, I've been checking the numbers on Steam, and I believe last week at one point there was like 32,000 people still playing it on Steam. And so you got to imagine that at least half or more, because I can't speak for Xbox, I would imagine there's either half people playing on Xbox or even more than Steam. But that's a pretty decent number for a re release game that's just on PC finally. So. Yep. I think with Master Chief being on Fortnite, it's amazing because I started playing Halo 1 when I was 8 and I remember thinking this is the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen at the time. And I just think that a lot of younger, uh, the younger audience will see Chief and go, well, what the hell is this guy from? He looks badass with his armor. And people are already freaking out on Twitter. Like a lot of people are excited for it. A lot of people aren't, but I think that's old fans that need to get out of their own way. Like, I'd rather see this franchise grow than just be the same fucking thing. Bungie's gone. People need to realize that. We're never getting Halo 2 or 3 again. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> but with that gameplay reveal we had for Halo Infinite, I still believe 343 is doing better now with that 8-minute trailer than Halo 4 and 5 combined. Because this art style looked better, the guns looked better, everyone looked better, the characters... Uh, besides the textures, you know, needing touching up and a little, uh, the clouds popping in and also the grass on the ground. <laughs> like, I, I'm fucking okay with the the square banished phantom. You know, you and me played Halo Wars 2. That's how they were in Halo Wars. So what if that wasn't just the RTS design? What if that was the design of the banished? They do want to look different than the Covenant because they're still fighting the Covenant. Yep. So, I don't know. I think it's amazing. I, I seriously couldn't be happier for people to play as Master Chief in a game that's not Halo. And then maybe with Xbox Game Pass also being with uh, Project xCloud on your phone. There's more ways for people to play Halo than ever. And I think it's a huge opportunity uh, to just pick up a bunch of new fans. I would love to play with new people. You know, maybe someone wants to, maybe someone LFGs on Xbox. They're like, hey, just got Halo for the first time. Let's, you know, play the Halo campaigns. Like, I would love to do that with someone. I don't give a shit. I still love those games. So I just wanted to bring it up real quick because I do think it's awesome as much as I hate Fortnite. I mean, I've been playing it the past couple days and it's actually a little bit of fun if you don't build. Like, I, I think building's stupid still. Yeah, so I'm still confused on why they chose Pelican. Uh, well, it's because, like, you, you, like, glide down, you know, like Apex where you just fly straight down. With Fortnite, you have a parachute or a Millennium Falcon, whatever they've released since the game's been out. And you basically okay. Well, I'm just thinking like a giant ship. I was like, well, so it would be crest. make more. 
Yeah, I know. I, I'm just confused on it because I, I don't play Fortnite. I've never played it. Yeah, uh, I just got the Razor Crest yesterday, and I played one match because I wanted to see it because uh, I've never seen it, and it's actually really badass flying down on your ship. <laughs> I don't know, like it is pretty cool. Or uh, me and Garrett and Jarrett were playing, or I'm sorry, me and Garrett and Trevor were playing a match, and we found a Mandalorian's jetpack, and you can fucking put it on your, you know, I'm playing as Mando, so I put it on, I'm gonna, uh, you know, post the clip later, and I'm like, oh, I'm over here flying with his uh, jetpack now, because it's on the map, you can find it as a, Mm -hmm. a rare item, but then Garrett, or I'm sorry, Trevor actually had his sniper from the show too, his rifle. Mm. And, like, you could see through walls and shit with it. So there's unique items that they also put on the map for these events. Like, they... I don't know, man. Like the Thanos Club. Yeah. So. I'm just confused, because, like, when you're seeing somebody, like, glide down, they're, like, holding onto it, right? Yeah, so like are that. you actually in the ship, or... No, so okay. they, they design... So, like, for instance, they designed the Razor Crest, so on the belly, it's just like that. They added little poles. Like, looks like you're going to work out. Like, you're going to do fucking pull-ups on, underneath the Razor Crest. It it suits it very well. I think they did a very good job. Man, so, like, I would have, like, Chief flying down on a Sentinel, then. Why? Really? Yeah, because it makes more sense. Well, you know what? It does make more sense, but at the end of the day... Uh, the pal- the pelican is my favorite fucking thing in Halo besides the warthog. So just to see the pelican from the leaked images, like I, I cried a little bit inside. I'm so excited. I'm literally gonna play Fortnite just to look at a character. I'm not even. I don't even care about winning, shooting people. But I'll tell you what. I learned from Trevor that people hate it when you shoot and don't build. <laughs> so my goal is just to piss everyone off because I think building is stupid. Like I shot somebody last night and he turned into a three story building. <laughs> and I was like, this is stupid. So why do people get mad when you're not building? Uh, because you realize real quick, the people who, not everyone, but the, the people who focus on building, they can't shoot a fucking gun and they only have shotguns because because they want you to close in on them. So I just stay far mm. away with AR-15s and just keep hacking at their buildings. It's hilarious, dude. It's it's whatever. It's fun. It's not that bad. Until people start dancing and building. That's when it, I think it's pretty stupid. That's where I draw the line. So, <laughs> the main reason why we're here is to talk about The Mandalorian. Uh, so we're going to be talking about The Jedi and the episode The Tragedy. Uh, Alex, let's start with the Jedi. Uh, just spoilers. Holy shit. Spoilers before we get into it. I almost, almost didn't say that because this is going to be released on Tuesday. So, uh, the tragedy is still fresh. So with the Jedi, we finally, like, I mean, they just throw us right into it. We get Ahsoka and, um, Boss Logic, who is just an outstanding human being. He posts a lot of, like, you know, Photoshop concepts. He, he loves doing concept art of actors and actresses as characters that he thinks would be uh, flawless for a certain role. And so, believe it or not, this started with Boss Logic, and he posted Ahsoka, but it was Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson tweeted it, and then I think he or Boss Logic, or she or Boss Logic tweeted Dave Filoni, and that is literally how this all came about. Because the fans mm. wanted to see Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka, 
and that's it. That's how she got the role. So I think after execution that there is no better person to play Ahsoka. Oh, yeah, she did really good. Um, wasn't there, like, controversy over her playing it? There is controversy over her playing it because of some outside stuff. I don't know if you really want to talk about that because it's, like, she's uh, a phobic of something even though it's not true at all. It's, like, all it's all been debunked. Okay, yeah, I could just say it briefly without getting too into it because I just don't care to, but uh, she had 20 claims out against her and her family that she had done things, some wrong things, right? Mm-hmm. And they went to court for it, and 18 out of 20 claims have already been dismissed, and those were all against Rosario Dawson. And the person that cl- uh, made those claims has apologized, and they didn't want... um. They didn't request any money. Uh, there's a certain word for it, but they did not request any money for anything that's gone on. So this person was clearly in the wrong, like 100%, to the point where they they're, they probably feel a little stupid. So that's what happened, right? And so everyone thought she was a phobic of something, and they were, there was an uproar from all the losers on Twitter and people who are sensitive about false claims, and... They didn't like her playing the character. So that's where that came from. But that got shut down. Oh, okay. That's shut down, dude. Like, even Rosario Dawson... Well, that's actually how I found out. Rosario Dawson came out talking about all of that. And then the other thing people had to complain with, which complaint with, which I think is dumb because it's live action, is I guess her her head tentacles, those two, they're not long enough because mm. she's older. Which, they're not wrong, could you imagine how annoying it would be to have those longer as an actor? Like, I'm sure it would not be fun to work with those. Stuff straight up looked like painted Play-Doh. <laughs> oh, I did. Well, they looked like that in general. Like, I, I remember when I was a kid, I'm like, I wonder if you could cut that off and cook it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, what island did you grow up on? I don't know. Apparently the wrong one. Hannibal Island? Yeah. I mean, she's not human. Um... Uh, and it was like chicken Felicia or Felicia Felu- <laughs> uh, it was a chicken Felucia you know I don't remember her name but um, yeah so the scene uh, the show opens up with her taking out a bunch of militiamen uh, for um, what's her name damn I forgot the name of the lady in the city uh, poop okay. we'll just call her the dictator yeah well She's taking out the dictator's men and saying that she has one day to let the prisoners go and uh, be free of the city. Uh, This person is somebody who's been making uh, Imperial starships for the Empire. Uh, She's not a good person, but she took over this town and pretty much turned everyone into, like, slaves or uh, is holding them against their own will. And uh, one of the things I wanted to point out is how cool, though, those uh, torture pikes look uh with the electricity because it's crazy when the guy gets shocked you can see a skeleton and mm-hmm. that's like the first time we've seen that in star wars since uh return of the jedi when uh vader's getting shocked actually i think even luke too from Palpatine. you know yeah his light yeah. it's the first time you see like someone's skeleton i mean i don't know why you would see it but i mean it's still just kind of a cool little effect so i thought that was kind of interesting uh the magistry yeah, the Magistry, thank you. And she's holding a Beskar uh, sphere, 
made out of complete Beskar, and it looks cool as shit. You're smiling. What do you have to say? I, I hate... I hate how she was using this spear. I mean, it's a cool spear, but, like... We'll, we'll get to the fight later. Yeah, continue on. <laughs> okay, so I just want to leave you with something before you critique her. That woman does actually do martial arts and stuff in real life. She's also the goddaughter of Bruce Lee. So maybe you're overthinking it a little bit. Hold on, hold on. That's it. I'm just letting you let that just sink in. So the next thing that happens is Mandalorian, you know, he lands and he goes to the town to get information and they give him a uh, a job, which is to kill Ahsoka essentially, and he gets the coordinates of where they believe she's located. He goes out to find Ahsoka, not to kill her, obviously, but just to talk to her, and she ambushes him, uh, and he fights her with his Beskar armor, literally just hand-to-hand combat against the blade, and then he gets the upper hand with his flame, uh, his arm flamethrower, and then he grapples her, and she, you could tell like when she looks up, I think there's like a little bit of a smirk on her face, like she didn't expect that from this person, uh, you know, Din Djarin, and then... You know, after she does her little flip and he flies up and, you know, breaks his grapple, he, he says, hey, Bo-Katan sent me. And she looks at Gro well, she looks at Baby Yoda <laughs> and then she's like, oh, I hope it's for him. So she takes Baby Yoda and, you know, does some force telepathy. I don't fucking know. And uh, we find out that Baby Yoda's name is actually Grogu. And then he's actually a young child that was even in Coruscant as Anakin slaughtered people. And he said, I like killing young kids because this will help me save my wife, who I choke out later on. And <laughs> um, so we do find out his name is Grogu. Uh, what do you think of the name? I, I really like it. Okay, it's good. Yeah, like, I think it's a pretty cool name. Um, Better than Baby Yoda. Yeah, I'm actually really happy to not call him Baby Yoda anymore. I'm, I'm excited. To, I thought the child was just as stupid as Baby Yoda, so I just called him Baby Yoda. Uh, but yeah, so Grogu is a young child from Coruscant, you know, when the Galactic, uh, well, I'm sorry, the Trade Federation and the Republic were still at war with each other. And so that means this dude's pretty old. He's probably about like 50 years old. And I guess the biggest question is, now that we got that information... Um, <clears throat> do you believe it's Yoda's kid? So I guess I, I found out recently that under certain circumstances, Jedi can mate. And that, um, the dude, Master, is it Key Fundy? It's the guy, the Conehead guy. He's got the white uh, mustache. Very noticeable. Yeah. I'm pretty sure me saying Conehead just made everybody listening go, oh yeah, that guy. So apparently his race. What about the droid tax on the Wookiees? Yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> he does say that kind of funky. Um, yeah. So his race was going extinct, so he actually has four wives. And he he be making babies, bro. So the point I'm He's getting, a Mormon. Yeah, he really, yeah, when I watched a video and like that's what they were talking about, I'm like, oh, so they're Mormons in Star Wars. So with that point being made, do you think uh, this could be Yoda and Jedi Master Yaddles? Kid? I don't know. Do you want Yoda's per- Yoda's pretty old. I don't think he could get it up. But do you want it to be their kid, or do you want it to be just a, from a different family? 
From a different family. Yeah. You don't, you don't. Well, here's the first thing I thought about, and we're going to get into a couple plot holes today, because unfortunately, as much as the tragedy was probably my favorite episode, there's some serious plot holes in it. Uh, well, there's one serious plot hole. Um, well, the thing is, so let's say this is Yoda's kid, right? Why didn't Yoda appear as a force ghost to train him? That and try to save him. Wait, well, yeah, that too. He just. Uh, well, hold on, hold on. So you technically cannot say he didn't try. Either Bail Organa took him somewhere, or Obi Wan, when he went back to watch the Jedi tapes, found him. Um, but somebody else went back to the temple too, I believe, through books or something, or a video game. There's another character that goes back to the temple. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's Cal Kestis in a different book or something. I don't know. But somebody goes back. So I, I still think until we know further. Like, I think somebody that we know, like, took him. Like, I think somebody just saved him. There's, like, a weird-ass theory that came out from Star Wars Theory, the, one of the bigger YouTube channels, that Anakin was the one that saved him. But he was basing this theory off a Legends book where Jedi, well, Master Yaddle saves Anakin and she kills herself, or she, she dies to save Anakin. But I'm like, you're taking a Legends book and what happens and then making it with a Disney lore like i don't know if it would work like that so we'll see yeah plus anakin's like over here masquerading all the younglings exactly so i'm like well baby killer 9000 that's what he called his lightsaber (laughs) dude right uh so i don't know what's going on with him uh so him and ahsoka team up to get help for grogu to uh take out the magistry and all of her militia so that's when we go and enter the city. Ahsoka is basically taking everybody out because she threw uh, the Mandalorian's uh, Beskar's shoulder on the ground to make them believe that she killed him. And then as they start taking everybody out, the Mandalorian shows up to help out and clean up the few people before he has a duel with a guy from Alien 1. Um, super awesome to see him in another uh, franchise. And then we get to the fight, Alex. So the fight, I guess you could take it away. Oh, okay. So Ahsoka and the Magistry are trading blows. Ahsoka has her two lightsabers. The Magistry has her Beskar spear. So my problem with this fight is it was cool. It was very uh, well uh, choreographed <clears throat> last Jedi. Uh, but... <laughs> So they're fighting, like, why doesn't, like, Ahsoka just, like, slide her lightsaber down the spear and just, like, chop off her fingers? <laughs> oh, shit. Like, there's no guard on there. Like, she can just be like, boop. <laughs> God damn it, Alex. Doesn't that make sense, though? Like, it again, she's, like, a, like, an awesome fighter, but, like, lightsabers and, uh, unless her fingers are made out of Beskar, too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess you bring up a point that I've, I, I believe I subconsciously have thought about it, but not really like moved on to a better thought of it. But yeah, I guess that's what sucks when you see lightsabers fight things that aren't lightsabers, right? Lightsabers can go through fucking metal doors on a starship, as we see Qui Gon and Obi Wan do in Episode One. 
They can literally melt fucking doors. So yeah, as she's defending against one saber, Ahsoka could have just went straight into her torso on the underside of the spear. But that's not good storytelling, Alex. Okay, we got to well, like she she was doing that. She's blocking it the the blows. But like I'm saying, like when they're like locked, yeah, slide it down the Beskar yeah. steel, and then just like there's nothing she could have done. Hmm. Damn it, dude! Why you gotta do that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just built differently. <laughs> You're built for tough. Um, <laughs> you always just spit out. God. Um, all right. That joke's so stupid, but it's making me laugh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, she ends up killing the Magistry in a pretty cool fight uh, that could have easily been won if she just took off her fingertips. Um, <laughs> and then um, she tells the Mando after they save the city that she needs he needs to take Grogu to Typhon to find a Jedi uh, pedestal site, a, a seeing stone, sorry, and put him on it, and then he will connect with the Force, and a Jedi will find him. Uh, in my opinion, that's so fucking stupid. Like, that just sounds dumb. Like, bitch, don't you have somebody's number? Like, let them know that we're coming. Like, I don't know. Or, like, come with you. This is, like, kind of your kind. Like, yeah. To save the Jedi... Uh, not necessarily race, but people. Like, wouldn't you want to go to the scene stone? Yeah, like, if she was there, those dark troopers would have been fucked. Okay, so, before we get into that, um, do you think maybe they just didn't have her go with him? They just literally wrote the story because they still, at the end of the day, it's Mandalorian, not the Ahsoka, or Mandalorian and Friends show? I mean that's kind of what it is, like becoming, Mandalorian, like, that. yeah, yeah. Like, I just think it would have been too easy if she was there, right? Nothing would have went wrong, which is what we're about to get into right now. So, true, true. So the tragedy is the next episode we're going to talk about, and it opens up with the Mandalorian and Grogu on the ship. Uh, Grogu is playing with the metal ball. He's been a good boy. Let's get him that metal ball. So Mandalorian looks over and he starts playing with his name and keeps saying Grogu and Grogu really does acknowledge it and look up at him and it's kind of adorable as shit and I hate it. And then he takes the ball away and then has him use the force to take it back, which he does pretty much instantly once he says like, Hey, take it back. And then he takes it. Um, so that's pretty cool. And homie is ready to use the force when he needs to is basically what I'm saying. And then they go to Typhon uh, they have to land somewhere else. They can't just land next to the sightseeing stone because plot. And um, <laughs> they jetpack to the scene stone, which also is adorable as, you know, Grogu's like screaming or whatever. Like, I can't handle it. This thing's too cute. I never would have thought in my 27 years of existence that a baby species of, you know, Yoda's kind would be the one of the cutest fucking things I've ever seen. But anyways... So he puts uh, Grogu on the sightseeing, or the seeing, I keep wanting to say sightseeing, uh, the seeing stone, and nothing happens at first, but then you see the force basically come out like a fucking, I don't even know, dude, it looks incredible. So he's doing that, <clears throat> but 
Then you see something amazing. The fucking Slave 1 uh, comes out of orbit, or comes into atmosphere, and lands pretty much near the Razor Crest. And Mando doesn't know who it is, but we all know. We all know. Our boy's back. And he goes to investigate, and that's when he runs into Boba Fett. Uh, Boba Fett doesn't even have a gun out. You can tell he just wants to talk. But he uh, saved Fennec, one of the characters from Season 1. And she's got her sniper on Grogu. And so he just they, for some reason, tell him to take it. I know why they tell him to take his jetpack off, but did he really need to? So they put the jetpack down. She takes her sniper down. They all talk it out and give a good rub and tug. And Imperials start to show up. So they start fighting the Imperials. And this is where we get our plot hole. Why the fuck would the Mandalorian not pick up his jetpack real quick and put it back on? Okay, thank you. I was going to ring that up. <laughs> oh, it bothers the fuck. I mean, I was watching uh, Angry Joe, who's a YouTuber. I think some of his videos are funny. So I check. I select very few and I watch them because I, I, I do think he's pretty funny sometimes. And I watched his review of last night's episode. And all three of them instantly were like, why the fuck didn't he pick up the jetpack? I mean, almost everyone I've talked to said the same shit. My coworker, you know, I told you yesterday, I think, well, we're gonna, I'm gonna watch it with my coworker real quick. He was like, "Why? Why didn't he pick it up? Like, quick! Like, I mean, like that." He's like, "What? Pick it up? What are you doing?" So, yeah, dude, that bothers the fuck out of me. Like, it's it's your jetpack. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was out of fuel. Yeah, from flying all around. That's something someone would say probably to cover this up, too. That's what pisses me off. So he doesn't pick up the jetpack, and they start fighting the Imperials, but he runs to Grogu instead of flying to Grogu. Because he was out of fuel. Because he was out of fuel, quote-unquote. And, uh, you know, he tries to grab Grogu, Goku, and he he gets hit by the Force and goes flying back and kind of gets knocked out a little bit this time. So Fennec is fucking shit up. So is Boba Fett. We get to see Boba Fett do hand, or, uh, combat with yeah, what, with his acorn staff or something. Well, it's uh, the um, the sand people. It's their weapon. His acorn. I just kept on thinking of like an acorn. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It really does, though. You're not joking. Uh, so he starts <clears throat> really wrecking some troopers with that weapon, though. And then he looks over and sees the Razor Crest. So we all know what that means. Uh, it stops seeing him. And then the camera goes back to Mandalorian who gets up. And he goes to help Finnick. And kind of just protects her with his armor. Because she's getting uh, surrounded. <laughs> uh, Jesus, that's fucking funny, dude. Um, <clears throat> so, um, yeah. So they're they're fighting them. They're getting surrounded. And then the most badass bounty hunter on the planet decides to show us that he's still just a badass. And he, Boba Fett is wearing his armor. He comes in and basically takes out everybody in the surrounding area. But one of the things I noticed, I don't know if you did, a nice, a beautiful fucking detail, man. I mean, amazing. You see Mando and Fennec still in the background, like right under his shoulder, still shooting whoever they're... So it's not just... 
hey, let's focus on this dude real quick doing everything. Like, no, they actually put in the details of him still shooting and, and her still shooting in the background. And I thought that was so fucking awesome because I think too many movies focus on whoever's coming in to help. And it's like, well, what are the other people doing? So we don't have that. Like, I I just think that's amazing. I really do. Such a small detail. Um, so yeah, Boba Fett fucks everybody up. Even the ships. He hits them with his missile, and then they both hit each other. I thought that was just such a dope scene. And he's in Boba I thought that was such a dumb line. <laughs> I like, oh, okay, dude. Uh, then he walks up to Mando and says, Hey, I just want you to see this. And it's, uh, I guess there's armor code on the Mandalorian's armor. And he goes over the armor code that's in there, which is his for 25 years. And then his father before him. And that's when we find out it's, they changed the lore with Jango Fett. He is not just some dude who was given Mandalorian armor. They, they changed the lore for this character finally. And it is something George Lucas has said in an interview that he wanted to do, but they do make... Jango Fett a Mandalorian. They say he was a foundling and that he fought in the Civil Wars. So this changes the character's origin story. He is now a Mandalorian and kind of do him justice. Which in turn makes Boba Fett a clone Mandalorian. Which is badass. So Alex, what are your thoughts on the this episode so far besides the one plot hole? Uh, I like it. Yeah, I just really enjoy the writing they do, though, with the character interactions, you know? Um, Fennec is super badass. I'm really glad she's back in the show. Uh, I just She's a good character. Uh, and then Boba Fett, you know, I'm I'm a sucker anyways because I love the clone troopers. So to see, what is it, Ego? Not Ego. I don't remember the dude's name. But, yeah, just to see, you know, him playing a character again and let alone Boba Fett, you know, it literally does work out well. And I, I just couldn't be happier with it. Um, so after they all help each other out, the, uh, you know, Moff Gideon destroys the Razor Crest. What's his name? Timur. T E M U E R A Morrison. (laughs) So it is Morrison. Anyways, Morrison, you know, he played the Clone Troopers in Jango Fett back in the day. <clears throat> this is the first time he's been back, so now he's playing Boba Fett, and it just—it's just such badass casting. Um, and then they go back. Well, Moff Gideon destroys the Razor Crest, and then they go back to save Grogu, and unfortunately, they do not. Um, yeah, but if he had the jetpack. You know, which is out of fuel, which is out of fuel. Apparently they could have, it's not really out of fuel. Everyone, just a quick reminder. We are still joking. If you forgot, uh, if he had the jetpack, he could have fucking flew up there, snatched baby Yoda. And then the dark troopers would have had to pursue them, which still might've sucked. They probably fucked shit up, but they would have gotten taken down. But then, you know, the good guys are winning all the time and we can't have that. However, I still like what they did with Baby Yoda on this sh- or Grogu on the ship. When Moff Gideon goes to, to his holding cell, he uses fucking Force Choke on two Stormtroopers, which is a dark side ability. So it really makes it clear that we don't know the direction of this character, what's going to happen to him, what their plan is for Grogu. But something tells me it ain't fucking like a Luke Skywalker Jedi. It's not going to be something good, I don't think. 
I don't know. We'll see, though. Maybe the bad guys just win, and they this is how they create the origin story for Palpatine coming back in Rise of Skywalker. Maybe Grogu just is the actual donor of Snoke, and maybe Grogu dies after they take too much blood from him, after they find a good um, candidate to be the clone of Palpatine. Which is so fucking stupid, actually. As I say that out loud, I hope that doesn't happen. So that's the tragedy. Uh, honestly, it's my personal favorite episode. I think they're getting so better at the fights. Um, just the characters. Uh, it is still the... Oh, I'm sorry. They go to Cara Dune. I am so sorry. They go to Cara Dune. Because Boba Fett does the coolest thing ever. We said that we would protect the child, and we didn't. So now we are in your debt until he's safe. Just reminding everyone that Boba Fett's got like strict a strict code, and I just think he's such a badass fucking character. God damn it! And um, they go see Cara Dune because, um, <clears throat> you now the Mandalorian wants to break out Bill Burr from prison to hear some sick jokes. <laughs> but that definitely means Mayfield's coming back. And Bill Burr did such a good job with that character last season. And Bill Burr is one of the best comedians in the world. So I'll take any more screen time I can get with him. That guy is fucking awesome. And, uh, yeah, so once uh, he says they have a kid, you can tell she says, all right, well, we're going to get him back. So this show is truly going to become the Avengers in this season. Mayfield's going to show up. I'm pretty sure Bo-Katan is going to come back. Ahsoka... Did we talk about the Razor Crest? Yeah, yeah, I said he blew it up. Okay, well, he grabs the Beskar uh, spear. Oh, yes, he does. And the little uh, ball that was on like a stick shift or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So he grabs the ball. No, 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 I didn't bring it up. And thank you for bringing it up because it's sad. He finds the ball. Of course he finds the ball. It's fucking so typical of storytelling. But it does hurt. It hurts inside because Grogu doesn't even have his ball. And then he gets the spear, which is obviously cool as shit. I'm excited for him to use it. Do you think he's actually going to use it, though? Doesn't really seem I think like he's going to use it against uh, Moth Gideon with a Darksaber. Oh. Yep. <laughs> yep. They probably set that up. Yeah, perfectly. Okay. And, and hopefully he doesn't get his fingies chopped off. Uh, the Darksaber is different, though. He wouldn't be able to slide down it. I feel like you could deflect that too easily. Whereas Ahsoka had two fucking sabers and could have easily fooled her opponent. I don't know. If you're holding it like this, and somebody's like this, so it's kind of like... Yeah, I guess. You Uh, just go off to the side. (laughs) That's true. So is there anything uh, you're hoping happens next week? Uh, Do you have any predictions, any theories before we close this out? Uh, I hope... uh... We see Admiral Thawne. Yeah. Yeah. I really do. I wonder how they're going to incorporate him with Moff Gideon being such a decent villain. Like, uh, I don't know. Maybe give him some blue meth or something. Maybe give him his own fried chicken restaurant where he sells meth yeah. out of. Yeah. I just hear the fucking Breaking Bad like theme song playing in my head. You know, I I hope... I, I know it won't happen, but like when they deliver the child to the doctor again, mm-hmm. if that happens, I want to see Walter White in the background, <laughs> oh, 
like as a scientist. Yeah, just a stand-in character. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, Brian Cranston, we need you to make the ultimate Breaking Bad cameo. That'd be fucking hilarious, dude. Yeah, he's just like in the back, like with his uh, Walter White glasses on, just chilling. Yeah, I'm really curious to see what they do. I don't have any predictions for next week, but I want to give one. I say they break out Mayfield. I don't know, dude. Next week's going to be a filler episode. I'm just going to, yeah, I don't know why I'm even trying to make a prediction for it. So how many more episodes are there? Three? Three more. Okay. They break them out. And then the next one is they're getting ready, and then Mando probably has to help some random person deliver, like, cabbage to another planet. (laughs) And the whole team's like, all right, so... Then they get another badass person or a piece of Beskar. And then the final one is them uh, going and, and fighting Moth Gideon and breaking out Baby Yoda. And for the DLC, they fight General Thrawn. No, I think General Thrawn's coming in season three, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be now. I think they're going to tease him at the end of season or episode 10. Um, yeah, but the way you described it, which is actually kind of the way I feel like they write the show, mm-hmm. is it does feel like a video game. How he goes on like these random quests, to, he gets something out of it to get information or a piece of Veskar. Like, it, I mean, to me, it sounds like straight out of a video game. Yeah, but doesn't that make sense? They're gonna go get Mayfield, and they're gonna the episode seven or whatever. They're gonna. You know, assemble the team, make a plan, deliver cabbage for a piece of Beskar, and then the finale is them attacking. Maybe eat a few frog people while you're at it. I mean, who knows? So I have a question. They don't have Grogu. They don't have Grogu, right? Um, Before we go, do you think Ezra, Luke Skywalker, or Cal Kestis will be in this, this season? Because I'm pretty sure these characters are coming back for the show. But do you think it's going to happen this season? Not for Luke. Luke would have to be like a banger. Yeah. he's. Do you think he's too strong to just like throw in there? Compared to like, like based off his certain, like the fights that Mando's in or the situation he's in. Do you think it's like, like why would Luke be there for that? Like, do you need him? Maybe, because by this time in the show, like he's gonna be as he's gonna be more powerful than maybe even his own dad. So, who knows? I think it's gonna be Cal or Ezra. I don't think Luke would be in it, like at all, or just well, like I said, this season. I don't know. I think uh, I think Luke's done. Don't say that. I think he's done. <laughs> anyways so yeah that is our reviews and just recaps of the episodes um thank you alex for so much being on the show uh this was a lot of fun and um yeah that's pretty much it for the it just works podcast uh thank you guys so much for listening and we will catch you guys next time um next week you will 
well, sorry, next episode on Friday, it will probably just be uh, a news episode, and we'll go from there. Breaking news, jetpack out of fuel. Yeah, exactly, right? So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I will talk to you guys soon, and have a wonderful weekend and day and week. Whenever you're listening to this, good morning, good night. Uh, Just take care, guys. Bye.